And I, for one, welcome our new gentleman, Overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I am Andrew. I am Max. I am Robert. And guys, what's up? Ooh. Oh, you know. Watching movies, talking about them on a podcast. Nobody man. nobody seems to have mentioned that my office now looks like a like a haunted like there's ghost sheets everywhere. There's uh we had water damage in here, so Oh no. Yeah. We just I I figured it was more of like American Psycho. That's why all that plastic was up there. I or thought like it was Dexter. like a, Yeah. I thought it was like you got like a really new TV and watched Avatar 2 and it was just like water effects went everywhere. Oh, and, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Even like I was like creaming myself so hard that No, I, I wasn't going that direction. I was talking about more like a 40X experience. But nope. That's that's my kind of 40X is a I'm glad that's the first place your your brain went to in thinking of Avatar. Well, I haven't seen the second one yet. I can't, I guess I can't quite picture what the experience will do to me, but I'm not, my mind is not closed to that. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of, speaking of movies that might make us cream, let's talk about some of these movies we've seen. You forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Uh, Whoa. I I was uh my mind was on something else. I was trying to think of We're recording, my man. Oh (laughs) shit. Um I was trying to think of uh I was gonna be like, oh I'm I'm gonna go first and I was gonna name like porno movies, but I realized that like the porno movie naming mechanic that I know of is like the this ain't Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think is sure. like a naming mechanic from like 12 years ago. And I'm not sure that I mean, it's a, a current thing in pornos anymore. Probably. What is I, your deal I, today, I couldn't tell Andrew? you. Huh? What is your deal today, Andrew? I've been at home a lot today. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me just guess what and, you've been And doing. the internet is wide open, my man. There's so I'm much seeing some, wait, some green plants under those plastic sheets behind you. Uh, hmm. Anyways, uh, Robert, what have you seen? What have I seen? Um, through on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just like a comfort kind of movie, I feel it, like. A more is, recent comfort movie for me. Is that not like a very long movie? So like just throwing it on feels like a... Throwing it on, but I was just like, I was just in the living room. I think Jamie was in Bellevue. I was hanging out with Mac and just put it on and wow, real Mac, real and, Mac and me situation. Yeah, you know it. Um, what is yeah, I just love it. I love, I love what a good job they did dressing the sets. Uh, like whole stretches of road. I think I've talked about that before. It's just like really fun to see them driving past and either through very cleverly used uh, CG or, you know, shutting down a, a couple blocks, having just it look like they went back to the 70s or uh, I wouldn't maybe 68 is actually when it first starts or whatever. But um, yeah, just great stuff. I just I love that one. Um, rewatched Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um Scott Pilgrim is such a little piece of shit, but he sure does end up getting more than he deserves. There are also like a lot of uh, stars in there that were more famous yeah. now than they were when. Uh, that oh yeah, for sure. It's crazy to see, and it doesn't seem that long ago, so it's weird to see like uh, 
yeah, just some people have really like come up out of that, like or, a, or yeah, like, it's like kind of bar- rising stars. It's a barely pre Captain America Chris Evans, like maybe by like months. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So they've got Captain America. Do they also have Captain Marvel in there? Yep, Captain they do. Marvel. They've got Brie and Michael Sarah is actually coming on as another Captain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe pretty soon. I think. <laughs> I don't know who it is. <laughs> I thought it was just like it's a joke. What's yeah, your yeah, setup? It's, What's it's going supposed on? to be a joke. Superman's yeah. in it. Brandon Routh. That's mm-hmm. true. You got a soups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Bobby Jane Plaza? Punisher. Nice. He's one of the vegan police. That's right. Yeah, okay. so. Is Aubrey yeah. Plaza in there too? <laughs> she is in that. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, Anna Kendrick is in it. It's a it's a very Kieran Culkin who's now in Succession. Like there's just a oh, yeah. huge. The cast is is pretty bonkers. Um. So watch that. Um. The fifth element, as the as the guy uh, name checks the title in the in the movie, uh, watched that with uh, Jamie's sister Valerie, who had never seen it, and was very excited because I think John Paul Gaultier did all the costuming, and the costumes are ridiculous and amazing. I love the costumes in that movie, especially the police with like the weird visors and the big giant bulb light on their chest and they look just stupid and that you feel like they couldn't run or do anything if they had to. And um, yeah, just great stuff. I feel like a lot of the practical effects really hold up too. There's a few, some squidgy uh, CG like ship exploding on a planet that feels like it should be so much easier to make look real, but it's kind of weird compositing and it's like crash into a real planet. Come on. <laughs> um, really good uh rewatched top gun maverick because it felt like it <laughs> um a lot of rewatch this year also a lot of uh, i rewatch really, a lot of movies really, i'm trying harder to do more new movies but really in-depth reviews on these i watched top gun maverick because i felt like it i wasn't finished <laughs> you were, anyway i you felt were, like it. that's done uh <laughs> I wanted to hear the Lady Gaga song, but I wasn't going to fast forward. So I was like, oh, better watch this whole movie, I guess. I, she yeah, sings I can't, it in the last five minutes. I can't think of a better way to get that song than to just watch no. the movie. Yeah. I don't think she said it's not available streaming. You have to just watch the movie. And or no it, fast forwarding, Gaga said. And she may sing it in Joker, too. A little tidbit there. I mean, it is a, yeah, that is going to be a musical. That would be hilarious if they got Lady Gaga to play Harley Quinn and Joker to the musical and didn't have her sing anything. <laughs> oh, I I thought you were leading up to you not realizing that's what was happening. Yeah, all this like, information. And then, just then like, you said, dude, that'd be yeah, they, so. They, they have someone like she lip syncs and someone else's voice is patched in over it. <laughs> it's It sounds like Harley from the anime series like, oh, Mr. J <laughs> singing. <laughs> um. So Maverick, I re, uh, I, re, I re, this is a rewatch, but something I hadn't seen in in a long time was uh, Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner and uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> Whoa, going head to head. Um, that's just one of those. Um, I'm trying to think. It, it has to be one of those movies he also like produced or directed, right? Um, I feel like he's also made like three or four baseball movies. Dude loves America's pastime. He makes. Um, he's made some other sports movies too. Tin Cup. Mm. Uh, and I, um there's I've another been, i've been to the um the field of dreams the or the site of it wow yeah and did you see any the, dead baseball players corn? walk out of the corn i didn't i guess wow. it's because i i didn't build it i just visited it wasn't he in a everyone's favorite uh sports movie draft day possibly the the 
movie about the NFL, the day of the NFL draft? Um, it's possible. Maybe I was just being too specific. Maybe he's just more of a sports guy. But anyway, um, that was a fun rewatch. And, and of, of course, everybody's favorite sport of being killed by a tornado in Man of Steel. Yeah. And stopping her son from helping. Nope. Hey, nope. I know you can run so fast. Like, you could run so fast and save me. No one would even see it. But. I feel um, like Field of, Field of Dreams is mostly attached to Kevin Costner, but James Earl Jones does a great job in it. Oh, yeah. He's great in it. He's, uh, and especially since he's the one who's coming in as the non-believer and it just feels it's satisfying to see him come out of his shell and all the. It's a good culmination. Ray Liotta, great in that. Um, all right. Watched Ghost, Patrick Swayze, and Demi Moore. Great movie. Uh, I think people sleep on it and they don't know what to make of the title. I, I sleep. I sleep during it. Sang- yeah. <laughs> Sounds too scary. Um, and there is there. Are, are, it's just very creative. I really like the way they approach like the afterlife. It's sad and weird and um what's the name of that actor vincent skelly or whatever he's um he's been in he was like in batman returns or whatever but he's the one on the subway train that's like been living there for however long and it's like they pushed me it's like who pushed you it's like you don't believe me and like you're like was he crazy before he died or is it just like what happened you start to just like not remember and slip away the longer you're you stay a ghost on this plane so lots of cool stuff in there um, and fun once he sort of masters his ghost powers and starts fucking with his former friend. It's it's very satisfying. I only know this movie from spoofs that are made of the clay the clay, the clay scene. scene. There's even more to it. It's a sexy. There's some sexy stuff in there, even though there's a whole one whole person isn't even alive anymore. You saying Patrick Swayze was in a sexy movie? Yeah, occasionally. I mean, the ones he was in were always sexy by default because of him. But yeah. That, that's kind of the point I was trying to make. It <laughs> clearly did not work. Oh, baby. What else did I see? Oh, I was on at a bar and then I finished it was, that was a new one to me, was Red Sparrow with uh, Rick and... Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. Also, oh, like, yeah. on at a bar, like, on a subscription thing. So, like, just there were boobs and butts. Oh, going on i was just oh. like oh all right oh this wasn't the this wasn't the the family what subs- uh what subscription service is this on <laughs> it's red sparrow only <laughs> the red sparrow app um it's an only fans it's a red sparrow only yeah. fans only sparrows um yeah it was i liked it it was like a lot of like spy and intrigue but it was you know weird sexy and is this another sexy up. movie that you watch sexy not in like a as fun a way because it's all being used to manipulate or get people killed and people have to like, they're like, just debase yourself and do anything and be the la- the piece of the puzzle that they're missing in their life. And they'll give you whatever you want. I'm just like, this is crazy. And I was like, barkeep, I'm out of here. <laughs> they're like, you have to pay. He's too busy watching the movie. He's too busy. watching a refund. Actually. He's too busy watching red sparrow to notice that you're leaving. He's just yeah. like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just leave it in the back. <laughs> leave it in All the right. back. <laughs> He doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Put it in the safe. Yeah. Yeah, just put it in the safe. Um, And that's the last of the the newer movies I've seen recently. Max? Uh, Movies? Movies that we've seen? Let's see. I watched uh, Triangle of Sadness. Hmm. 
which I thought was sounds sexy. Um, no, <laughs> that's not, not really. Uh, Thank you for picking up it, on that joke. <laughs> it started there. There are some sexy bits to it. Uh, triangle of sadness is the description of the um, Bermuda Triangle. Uh, I I mean it it comes to to have somewhat of a connection to that, but but there's like a what the area of the forehead I think between the the eyebrows and stuff. And uh, what like about the person you, with a unibrow? When you fur- well, then I guess it's covered. Their their triangle of sadness is basically if you furrow your brow too much, and you have that triangle of sadness in your eyes. I've got like a landing. I've got like a runway. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm making this face a fucking lot on this podcast. <laughs> I am, I am furrowing like a motherfucker. But oh, in, here goes Max talking about it. Uh, he said <laughs> he didn't like the new JJ Star Wars. JJ Star Wars. I JJ, JJ Star, Star Wars, Wars character they just came up with. <laughs> um. Anyway, Triangle of Sadness. It's uh. I thought it was pretty slow. I I liked the middle of it. I didn't like the beginning or the end as much. But it's got its commentary on um, modern day, the modern day world, and and what we contribute to society, and the structures of uh, capitalism, socialism, and such. But it's got a pretty good, a, a few good rants by uh, Woody Harrelson in the middle. A few good uh, rants. Love that Tom Cruise movie. I saw Moonstruck. Uh, for the first time. Ooh, ever. what do yeah. you think? Uh, it was all right. I think Cher's pretty incredible. Um, I remember when we, when we started the movie, I like looked over and in the same row of like things to watch on the streaming service, there was Nicolas Cage and the unbearable whatever, yada, yada. Weight of massive talent. Yes. And I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to want to watch that movie. I'm not a big Nick Cage fan. And uh, unknown to me, he was in Moonstruck. I didn't know actually going in what this movie was all about. And uh, but I think I like his uh, earlier work a, a bit better, although he was still really weird in this one. And it's just it's just an odd, odd movie. Yeah. So kind of, you kind of unique in that way. I like it. Yeah, it's a bit slice of life, but it's a weird life that they sliced from. <laughs> Um, I watched Columbus, which was, um, Columbus. Yeah. It's One of your about, favorite historical figures, right? Yeah, exactly. It's about Columbus, Ohio. Damn and, it. <laughs> I know. I was disappointed too. I was like, I wanted to see all this great horrible, uh, hero, uh, <laughs> this great hero. saving native yeah. people by discovering their already owned land. Yeah. Uh, but it's about Columbus, Ohio instead. And um, it stars the like assistant from the second season of White Lotus. Uh, I forget that actor's name, Haley something or other, maybe. Anyway, uh, she does a good job. She is um, kind of tied to Columbus and um, like taking care of her mom. And, uh, but she's really into architecture, architecture. I don't know why I said that's so weird. Um, the study of what it feels like to touch artifacts. Yeah. Um, she starts 
she she meets this architect's son who is like kind of in town because his father is on his deathbed uh and she's a fan of his father's work and and so forth he's played by spike spiegel uh i forget his that actor's Excuse me. name <laughs> spike spiegel from the terrible uh john cho. netflix Bob one john cho? cho yeah john cho yeah oh uh, okay i would i mean you would i like john cho but i would never call him <laughs> I've never referred to him as like his main credit being Spike Spiegel. So. Just call him Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it was another slow one, but watchable. Um. I watched also Knock at the Cabin. Which... Oh, that's right. You mentioned that in a <laughs> yeah the gentleman's text thread, which. Like since watching the movie, I have been in a sour mood. You've been obsessed with it ever since. It is so fucking bad. I hate. Wow. I hate that I watched it. I wow. really like. Uh, M Night Shyamalan is a hack. I feel like I haven't seen. I thought Sixth Sense was okay when I watched it, and everything I've seen since then has been awful. I either haven't been able to complete it, or I've been completely disappointed that I did. The Damn. happening is fucking terrible we all know that. covered on the show but i believe unbreakable mm-hmm. is another one that i find pretty unbearable and hey uh, i <laughs> there's other ones that i, I feel like seen, i used to like, like I, back in the day i think i liked unbreakable but i haven't given it a revisit in a long time uh yeah. he's very inconsistent for me personally i know a lot of people like him uh, a lot of people think he's back or i don't he's know when not. he technically would have gone away i i didn't really catch up on all the glass and split and the shared yeah. universe of umbra it was that's uh, i got i got kind of talked into it i'm like this guy's bad i tried to watch signs i i think it's a pretty awful movie i couldn't get through it and and so everyone's saying m night Shyamalan is back and they're talking about him and the whole hype train is going people are talking about knock at the cabin it's bad fucking skip it i, I would say it is r- like you keep expecting it to become better because you're like, why else would anybody be talking about this? Why, like, how on earth is M Night Shyamalan still making movies if what I'm watching is the product of him making a movie? It should never happen ever again, and uh, yet it keeps going on. The twist is that there isn't really a twist, and well, this is another one like old that he adapted from another work. And based on did you check it out anything about like the changes he made or anything afterwards? No, it could be that the original is shit and he picked a shitty topic and then made a bad movie based on it. Sure. Uh, you should you should uh, just cuz you watched it now, you should check and see what he changed cuz there's some interesting I don't know if they would have been better or worse in your opinion, but Yeah, I I probably I probably won't. I think I just <laughs> I like the re- <laughs> Okay, we, um <laughs> We could have done this episode about this movie, and I vetoed that because I just don't. I know as you were watching it, you're like, "No, I'm never going to watch this shit," and like he had turned it on already. I didn't want us to have an episode about it. I didn't want there to be more talk about this movie because I feel like M Night Shyamalan is so overhyped and he's bad at what he does, and this movie is terrible. Batista turns in a decent performance. Uh, and that's it. There is no reason to watch it though, because Batista always turns into a, a good performance. So, like, watch something else with him in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just skip it. And I, I, I don't know why it bugs me so much, but like, 
I really can't figure out why people are into this shit. And I, I wish they weren't. I, I, I hope uh, it stops. I'm not, I don't know that I would call M. Night Shyamalan overrated because I think a lot of people hate his movies. And so I think he's like, uh, I feel like I don't have a read on like Twitter versus people who actually go watch, but I, I feel like he makes movies that are generally crowd pleasers. And even if we don't think so, they think they make a good amount of money. People go out to them to see them in the theater. Even if there's not a twist, it's always kind of predicate. Like that's just built baked in at this point. They're like, he's going to do something tricky. He's going to do whatever. And like he adapts work and then sometimes does his own work. I can't tell what his strength is in that sense. Sixth sense. Um, Lady in the Water is obviously his best film. Uh, but I, I, yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I feel like I can't say one or the other, like people don't like him or like more people like him than dislike him. Cause it's, it just seems like he exists and he does keep getting to make his thing. People gravitate towards him. So I know him as like the maker of thrillers that are completely unthrilling. Like that's essentially, he makes a movie that would be described as a thriller, but I can't point to any one thing except like maybe it's got a slow pace that would that would even suggest that it's a thriller. I don't know. I'm I'm done at this point talking about <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> up when I Googled it, it's coming up as a horror mystery. Horror mystery. Okay, yeah. Uh it's garbage though, skip it. Okay. I also watched Dracula Untold. Uh and this one is a vampire movie. Oh that... no, wait. The one that was like gonna be part of the dark universe but what not exactly like this this predated the dark universe this was like 2000 but this is like 15 14, or 16 right 14. is this uh is this professor x no this is uh, uh that's um bard from the 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 hobbit movies what's his name oh yeah. i don't know that i don't remember that actor's name okay yes but this is the one i'm thinking of i believe i've i've listened to a flop house episode about this and uh yeah dominic cooper plays uh the turk leader um and the the king from game of thrones um who who there's a couple <laughs> <laughs> the the one who um joffrey no 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 his he, i'm trying to think about the relation it's uh Tyrion's dad oh uh tywin lannister uh yeah, yeah. I, he's a great actor he's the bad guy in um uh last action hero yeah. yeah, so he plays the like the original um, before Dracula, the original vampire that turns Dracula into Dracula. But it's it's basically it's a cheesy popcorn movie, and it's um, <laughs> like the story of of Vlad the Impaler just trying to live his life with his uh, with his wife and kid after slaying thousands of people and shoving them on pikes and just how, how much he cares about everyone around him Aww. and how, how misunderstood he is. Uh, All you talk about are those pikes. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's really nobody, weird. Nobody they, talks about the fact that he got education up in Transylvania. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what this movie is. It's like, he's a misunderstood guy. You just don't get him. He did. Yeah. Kill thousands of people. And he, He's like known for for complete uh, crazy murder, and then he like becomes a genuine monster in order to murder more people. But but it's just because he loves his family. Oh, 
his family and his people. Baby. He's just got to protect them. Baby. It's, it's, it's pretty funny in that way. But uh, yeah, it's got some weird action. It's got some like Morbius looking vampires. Oh, but... hey. Hell yeah. Hey, yeah okay, yeah, now yeah. you got my attention. <laughs> Do they use think... echolocation to make the screen smear into fucking watercolors they they do they do uh, maybe this is where they got it from uh yeah because they listen they can hear like things pumping and it's supposed to be like wow they've got all these heightened senses but when you're looking at it you're like it'd be so hard to uh, figure out anything that's going on if this is what you were seeing especially it's like like the first time you were experiencing the sense too you just be like overwhelmed yeah um was this better I, i i'm i'm reeling was this better to you than knock at the cabin? Yeah, I actually, wow. yeah, absolutely. Um, I went back and I looked to see if there were any movies that I watched this year that could have been worse. And uh, the, the only thing that, that could be, I, I think the John wicks in my opinion are like, but they, I think they have, they have more redeeming qualities to them than this. You're saying they're almost worse though. No, no, no. They're not almost worse, but they're almost at that, that bad level. I really didn't like it. Black wow. Adam is the other one that's like down in that, like, could, could it be worse? Hmm. But like, I don't even know. It, Black it, Adam it, and, and Knock of the Cabin both uh, have wrestlers, big wrestler guys in there. Yeah. But at least in the case of Knock at the Cabin, it is he not has a the good performance. Fault. Yeah, like he he is the one saving grace. Whereas I think maybe The Rock is one of the things that ruined Black Adam. With yeah, especially his, his he, him not allowing Black Adam to be an actual bad guy, and then also make trying to make him the centerpiece of this new shift. Yeah, in the DC. EU. Yeah, I think I think that didn't do it any favors, but. But on the other hand, you know, not knock at the cabin is the only thing that's good about it is Batista. And, and but you have to admit that once the, the Batista showed up in knock at the cabin, the balance of power in the M. Night Shyamalan universe did shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to admit that. Yeah. And what about old Rupert Grint? Ron yeah. Weasley himself. What do you think of him? I mean, he's a fucking asshole in the movie. So there's like, and he doesn't have a whole lot of time to shine. Don't want to give too much away, but uh, I assume that means he's around for a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's Rupert Grant. He really like, doesn't have enough traction to, he's Rupert Grant to do, <laughs> to do anything like it. What if he's like, he comes in, he comes in the cabin. He's like, hi, I'm Rupert Grant. I'm here for the shoot. Like they're just like never key him in that <laughs> they never key him in that he's acting. He's like, I'm waiting for my pages. And he's just walking around during the shots. Like I, Batista's like acting his ass off and Rupert Grinch yeah. is like, so when are we shooting? Yeah. He Tom Hanks did. Um, he no, but he doesn't have time to shine it, again. Find any other movie from Rupert Grant. If you want to see Rupert Grant, watch especially watch the Harry one. Potter movies. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> Play the I Harry Potter it, video M- game. M. Night Shyamalan has that going for him. He is just fucking bland. He's just a he's bad not, movie maker. He's not a problematic yeah, guy. He's not a, he's not a, yeah, as far as I know, he's not a terrible person. He's just really Ooh, just waiting for him to get canceled, <laughs> aren't you? I cannot wait. I just, it's, it kind of sucks. It sucks when you see people or you know people in your life that are good at what they do and like they get laid off and you then you see M. Night Shyamalan come up with 
with crappy movie after crappy movie and he keeps going and it won't stop you know it's just like this. wishing him to not be able to work in his field these anymore. are the thoughts that were running through my head not like oh what is what are the implications of this but basically like what does this mean for the world that i live in and why the fuck would, would my goodness this movie what is the point of it what are they trying to say it it basically boils down to this moral of the story is if somebody comes up to you without any explanation and says, kill someone you love, do it, and you'll save a lot of lives. That's it. Like, if if there's a moral to the story, that's it. Trust a stranger telling you to kill someone you care about because faith is more important than, than anything else. I mean, his movies are a lot of about uh, faith and spirituality, and I don't know how much of that is just something he's interested in versus, like, what he personally... Uh, you know how he, he drives his life but Look, um the the interesting and i oh sorry go ahead Andrew. i was gonna say my favorite moral of the story of any of his movies is uh lady in the water which is that movie critics are the fucking scum of the earth i think mm-hmm. that <clears throat> that that whole plot line made me laugh so hard and the fact that also he's the only person literally m night Shyamalan plays the character of that movie who can save the world it was just like what sort of like fucking jerk off ego trip was this movie where it's like movie critics are the villains <laughs> who was the who is the critic in that or is it just an unnamed per or is it just it is, is a, it like is it like bieber doper oh <laughs> well, like oh a... the character's name i thought you were meaning the actor i didn't remember if there was who was one of the ensemble the uh reviewer or or, uh, or a critic i mean it was like someone... somebody who lived in the building oh okay okay was also was it a not... critic it was a was it Jeffrey Wright? Maybe. Oh, maybe. It's just such or a Bob that, Balaban. Maybe was the that movie is just too much. Yeah, uh, I and, couldn't and, tell when you mentioned it earlier because I haven't seen that movie. It's but Lady when in you the were Water saying is, it was the best one. The best one. I think you should watch this one, Max. I think just not, no. I, I don't think I can watch any more M Night Shyamalan. I like, think I'm, you might give I, this one a try. <laughs> I've been fooled too many times. I think well, Lady, I, I, Lady in the Water is not his best movie. It is. It's funny to watch just because it is. I think it's it's his biggest. Like I'm on my M night shit. Like it's just it's so full of like. It feels like a one for me movie where he's like, I'm doing my kids. Isn't even the story like his kid told him like some weird. He like came up with some bedtime story and was like, I'll make this into a fucking movie. I guess this is killing with the kids. These two people (laughs) love this. I guess I'll do this. Um. I may still watch Knock at the Cabin. I I uh, kind of just want to see what all the hullabaloo is about and make oh it happen my God. for myself. See, this is it. This is what I. You're mad hate that I might. Yeah, I'm sorry, Shyamalan. I said anything. I, maybe I won't. Maybe, this maybe is I what I fucking hate because it got me. It's gotten me multiple times where I'm like, did I misjudge? Why are people talking about this? And that's why I didn't want to fucking talk about it. And we're still talking about it, but. <laughs> You have you've talked you've literally talked about this movie more than Robert talked about all of his movies combined so far. I know it's uh okay, I'm really done this time. Okay, okay. Andrew, how about you? Uh, I watched Point Break, the original, <clears throat> not nice. the remake. Um, Was it sexy? Keanu Reeves and fucking uh, Swayze. Speaking of Swayze, boy, did I just want to see them kiss? And like, it is a, <laughs> it's a, it's a more um. It's a little gorier than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. people's entrails are falling out or anything, but it's a little bloodier than I get shot imagined. and bleeding everywhere. And yeah. And also like 
I had not seen the movie. I'd only seen the movie through clips on in Hot Fuzz. And so I sort of imagined that the scene where Keanu, you know, shoots the gun in the air. Ah, uh-huh. I thought that was the end of the movie and it's like 40 minutes in. I was just like, oh, this movie's continues. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fine. I thought it was like relatively overhyped for how much people talk about it as like an action movie classic. It's fine. But... You know, Keanu's gone and done better things, and I think Patrick Swayze also did better things, so it's fine. And then... uh, I I feel like Keanu Reeves' performance in that one is a little questionable. I think it's it's all right, but kind of unbelievable as who it's, he is. He hasn't, like, it. Like he now knows who Keanu Reeves is. Like, we all know who mm-hmm. he is, and he knows who Keanu Reeves is. And I think, like... We were sort of on the tail end of he doesn't quite know who Keanu Reeves is, and we're on the like the other side of we've figured out who Keanu Reeves is, and so I think like, and like studio executives and stuff were still like, oh, he's the hot young guy, and not this like charming kind of like we like him for kind of his like weird acting sort of thing, and like they hadn't figured that out yet, so I think it, we're just kind of it was in that sense they were still in the in the mode of. This guy's fucking hot, and he is hot, but, like, it is, like, we gotta make him, like, leading man hunk versus, like, kind of quirky, like, not Which, quite, I mean, like, he's, a... He's, he's still kind of, like, get, I mean, that's more John Wick than, than like, the quirky weirdo. Um, and Speed, I think, came after Point Break, right? Yeah. I just think, like, for John Wick, John Wick is very much like a like a, a a response to like the taken kind of movies like it, they feel mm. like more fun and ridiculous than than that than like taken which seemed to like take itself too seriously and john wick even though it is like a serious action movie is not like it's not keanu reeves's call to action to be this is going to be his like you know his time to act like you know the thing i i have still haven't seen the movies but the thing i always think of is yeah I'm thinking I'm back, you know, just like it's, I think it's just kind of a fun thing for him. But, um, the other movie I watched is pop star, never stop, never stopping. Just a, so fucking funny. Um, songs are so good. I was, I went through, uh, Rolling Stone put out like a best, uh, real songs by fake bands and the Bin Laden song made the top 10. Would you, uh, you should send me that. I I was trying to assemble a list of um, of stuff like that. You should send me that link at I some will. point. I will. Um, yeah, super fun. Lonely Island. Just you know, speaking of like a an artist who's on their shit. That was like in the good way. They have they seem to be very selective about the projects they make. So like Hot Fa- uh, Hot Rod and Pop Star are both like very much feel like Lonely Island movies it feels like very little Mm -hmm. studio involvement it's just kind of like they got to do their own shit and in those cases i think it it works they're so funny yeah um and the cameos are fucking so good in that movie i think like i forgot ringo star is like one of the talking heads in it and like he they're talking about the um the gay marriage song that he does in that movie Mm -hmm. he's like he's talking about it like it's illegal but you can gay marriage is legal (laughs) it's like that's it was a good little drop in for old, old Ringo, but 
Anyways, we were we were talking about oh. it the other day, and I think Mariah is one of my favorite oh cameos. Actually, she's like, she's, I'm the most humble person I know. Yeah, so. that song really speaks to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so funny. All right, uh, let's move on to some TV shows that we have seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. I had to restart that theme because I accidentally played it for too long earlier. Anyways, Robert, what are you seen? Just one kind of newer show uh, outside of the you know running series that we're watching uh, is I watched the first episode of Digman. Oh yeah, the uh, um, Andy Sam- speaking of Andy Samberg, right? Exactly. Speaking of Andy Samberg and Neil Campbell, Mitra, uh, who also is involved. Um, yeah. Then there's the other voices of Tim Robinson and Mitra Jahari and Tim Meadows and um, lots of other comedy people. Lauren Lapkus, Paul Rust. Uh, you got. My Rudolph, Edgar Wright, Jane Lynch, Claudio Doherty, you got a ton of people. Um, some of these are upcoming voices in just certain episodes. Whoa. Um, I would say to check it out. I think the first episode is free on YouTube. Um, they're doing a lot of promotion for it right now. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. There's some good people writing for it, including uh, Tim Kalpakis of the Sloppy Boys. Um, my criticism is kind of a big one because I don't see how you really can change this. I really don't dig the like over macho voice that Andy Samberg is doing for the main character. Well, he's sort of doing a his like Nick Cage, right? Because it's supposed to be kind of yeah, a kind national of. treasure kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. He's sort of like he's sort of Indiana Jones. He's sort of the the Nick Cage. I forget the uh, I forget the uh, name of that character. He's got like a funny like Jefferson you know, Washington or some shit like that. But uh, yeah, he's he even like at one point, like there's like a bunch of snakes and they're like, you're not scared of snakes. And he's like, nope, that's like, I'm a totally different kind of character that, and I actually like him. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to move my hand by the snake. <laughs> Cute little snake. I don't really care. Um, so they do the the little misdirect, but I was going to, like I was saying though, the, the amount of jokes that they're kind of putting out there is, is pretty rapid fire. And I feel like most of them are hitting, but I just don't really dig the, it's this over masculine kind of like, and it just never stops. And I well, I could get used to it, but it's just sort of like, I don't know. It's a funny it, thing just, to do for like a five minute bit, but maybe not like a 22 yeah, minute episode. And I feel bad because it just like, it's not, you should feel bad. He worked really hard yeah. on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's just know. the, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Probably. Yeah. You're probably bearing, right. Bearing down on you. That's why you don't like it. Like if it sounded clo- even just a little bit closer to Andy Samberg, I think I think it might be better. But I I know what they're going for. It's just not. It wasn't really doing it for me on that first yeah. episode. But I will try and uh, I would like to keep watching some more of it. Um, and I think it'll be funny. And yeah, so that's just that's all I've seen for TV. Cool, Max. What about you? I watched the uh, first episode of Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. And um. I thought it was all right, but I think maybe we we're too close to having read the comics that like all of the changes were like um, going too noticed or something like that. Yeah. I also think the first episode's not great. Okay. And it gets better after yeah. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause it didn't, didn't really grab. I could see it like maybe getting better, but maybe we'll give it another shot. Uh, but yeah, took a break after that first episode. 
realized that we uh, hadn't finished season two of Abbott Elementary. And so I uh, went back to watching that. Still enjoying that. Watched uh, Kunk on Shakespeare, which is just a single, yes. single episode. I actually went and made a playlist called Kunk on Everything. And it was like all the little shorts I could find. Because there's little like interstitials. There's one about like a re- the Red Nose Day. Like they do like a charity event Entrance, every year. And she yeah, did that- like a little thing on that. And so I put all the kind of bits together so I could find anything I hadn't seen. Just great stuff. I think I haven't seen that one. I've, I've seen uh, Earth, Britain. Sounds and- like you should check out Robert's playlist. Yeah, seems like it's yeah, it over. doing a lot of work right now. <laughs> um, and and then um, inspired by the uh, the Mandalorian, I watched Jedi Temple Challenge a couple episodes. Oh, nice <laughs> to see what that was all about. That is a it's a fun show. Like I I don't know if you guys have watched a full episode. Or I've seen like, like clips that. and stuff, but I've never watched a full episode. Yeah, it's just funny the way that the kids interact with them, and uh, I don't know. Um, Best does a good performance as uh, just like a, a friendly Jedi who's trying to help them out and stuff, and it's just it's just cool how they set things up and and make the kids feel like really excited about going through and they get kind of competitive but they all have like the little clips after they lose like oh i think we did a great job and i just like uh i hope everybody you know does well i don't know it's really it's cool Mm -hmm. it's cute it's like to to the padawan that loses you'll have to kill your other (laughs) yeah your other youngling you turn to the dark side embrace it yeah that's all that i've seen but I recommend checking out at least one of those. It uh, is funny at the end of every episode, he pulls one of the kids aside and he goes, and Ahmed goes, have you heard of the Darth uh, Jar Jar theory? Like like creepy music pulls out. It's all true. Yeah. What was the name of the show again, Max? Sorry. Uh, Jedi Temple Challenge. Jedi Temple Challenge. Okay. Thank you. And it's, I don't know why they don't have this on Disney plus, but you can find it all on YouTube. I think it's just 10 episodes. Is it like actually like was it made by Lucas or was it just like is it like a fan made? No, they like oh, misspell a... Star Wars on purpose. Yeah, Straw, it's like a different Straw Wars, thing. Huh? It's, it's Straw Star Wars. Wars with a Z. Um, no, it's it's legitimate Star Wars. Okay. I don't think Lucas has anything to do with it, but it's legitimate Star Wars with. Uh, yeah, you, so like each episode, they go through three stages. So there there are three teams of two kids, and. Uh, they, they're like on the planet surface where they're doing stuff. And mm-hmm. then the next level is like in a spaceship. And then the, the they go to like a, a real lava pit. Temple. <laughs> Mustafar is like a real setting in the show. Yeah. 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 And they're like, now use your force abilities. Like we don't have that. <laughs> it's just a TV show or we're pretending. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, my yeah, wife and I started see? watching up here on Hulu and it's okay. It's a uh, May Whitman. And the guy who played Cisco in The Flash, and it's like a quasi musical thing. It you know, it's like that. I think the problem that I have with it is that Crazy Ex Girlfriend didn't end that long ago, and this kind of has the same vibe of like doing a musical, but it's sort of about real life. Like it's not this like mess like magical world where like songs fix everything, and it's like a song about being depressed, or this song's about being on antidepressants or something. It's just like we kind of just did this. And so like, it's got the same writers as like Hamilton. And so like, I see where like the talent is, but it's just like the novelty of it is a little, like, it's a little bit like 
having The Last of Us come out right when The Walking Dead ends. And it's just like, we kind of just did this. And I it really has to be exceptional for me to be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I can see where you'd want to, like, you have this great idea. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was, it's, it's fine. And I bet it gets better the more the episodes are on. You know, John Hodgman's in it, who's really funny. But he's like doesn't really do much. He's he's one of May Whitman's like the voices in her head, so it just doesn't get a lot to do. So I don't know. I'll give it more of a shot, but I was not overly impressed with the first episode. Um, and then the second season of Grand Crew started coming out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Tart and Nicole Byer, um, really funny. I fucking I, it's one of my favorite shows just because it's a very it's a calming sitcom. Like, there's just not a lot of drama in it. It's just funny. Everyone involved is super funny in it. So, it's... I enjoy it. It's, again, like a low-stakes TV show. Because it's just like, oh, the the crew's going to uh, fucking Ojai. And, like, what kind of antics are they going to get into there? And so, it's really funny. I've enjoyed it a lot. So, it's back. And I'm glad it's back. Nice. Anyways, fellows, let's talk about the movie we all watched this week. Streaming on Netflix, it is The Sea Beast. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bird up down below my bully boys blow. Yeah, 2022 nominated for an Academy Award, The Sea Beast, starring Carl Urban and some other... Some other people. <laughs> the guy from Foundation. Jared Harris. <laughs> um, before we get into our thoughts and stuff, actually, I uh, would like to bring in a special guest. Uh, they said <gasps> they have a, a real quick uh, just thing to say. Uh, so hang on. I believe they're coming in right now. Uh, Jay Leno, come on in here. You said you had something you wanted to say about the movie? Oh, yeah. So uh, I was watching uh, watching the Sea Beat the other day, and... Uh, I thought they should call the movie uh, How to Train Your Thea Dragon. <laughs> okay, Jay, bye. Yeah, Thea, later, bye. I'm going to get into my... Uh, I have a I have the fire engine parked out front. Okay, great, Jay. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. They're going to come see my garage sometime. All right. Okay, okay bye, Jay. Jay, Jay. Wow. Can you believe Big that? Fans. Can you Big believe fans that? Of Jay Leno. I he's a, he's I already crazy to be driving a fire it. truck after his recent burns. I know. I, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit of an irony thing. Like he's kind of doing mm. it to be like cheeky a little bit. I mean, um, it fits it's his sense of humor, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, speaking of his sense of humor, how about that joke? Am I right? He's still got it. Yeah. As long as that was Jay Leno saying it, I think that was great. <laughs> You can't prove it wasn't. I some for some reason my video cut out, so it was hard to yeah. hard to see. But he was here. Anyways, wow. ha, anyways, the Sea Beast, twenty twenty two. Would you guys would you guys recommend people watch it on Netflix? I would. Yeah, I, I liked it. It felt um, felt like a pretty worthy uh, uh, nominee for best animated. I'm glad that um, Pinocchio won, but. This one kind of was like under the radar for me. I'd heard about it and then I knew it was coming directly out on Netflix. I didn't really hear much when it came out, but um, I thought the animation was really nice. Um, I thought I was a little surprised how like kind of detailed it was about like just the pirates out on the water and like the different systems mm-hmm. for catching the beasts. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I do feel like 
I was a little surprised that Carl Urban was, it felt like he was featured more heavily than the little girl, which you think for the like relatability, like the girl and the beast would be more tied together for more of the movie. And it feels like she, I don't, I don't know, not like a super complaint or anything like that. It just kind of the balance I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I thought it was good. And uh, yeah, I would recommend it. Max. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I did recommend it to you guys after I watched mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought the animation was, was really good. The design of the ship is like pretty incredible. That, that uh, like face at the front. It's pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, like the giant sea beasts can, could be like very cartoony in mm-hmm. like a kind of weird and unsettling way that didn't seem to match some of some of the other sea beasts or some of the uh the um like ships and and the sailor stuff like it was kind of a, a mismatch of of things here and there but uh but i thought it was really good i thought they um they pulled off the animation really well did some yeah unique stuff with it the yeah. water especially looked really good. Yeah, take that, James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you, you think, Andrew? I liked it. I it like for a movie that was, and I I think I really agree with you, Robert. That I think it, it was sort of an under the radar movie for me, and that I hadn't heard of it until you said it, Max. Like, and it being a Academy Award nominated movie, to not even have heard of it, and it's been out for almost not quite a year, but like it came out last summer. And I don't remember it getting any push on Netflix whatsoever. And like we talked about this with Disney, where like with Strange Worlds, where it's just like they just didn't put any marketing behind it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And like Netflix, let's be frank, puts out some fucking dog shit material a lot. And it gets a lot of push and like a lot of like promotion. I don't remember seeing anything for this. And it's real, it's pretty good. Like, I don't know why. They so much of their marketing budget goes in these things that they they give up on after a week, and then like here's this movie that's an Academy Award nominated movie in their library that is getting a sequel, and they just there's just nothing for it. It's just like why like why why is this so difficult for them? It it seems like some of these nautical themed uh, like otherworldly adventures mm-hmm. don't like people don't know how to market them or something uh because like same thing happened with strange there was like strange worlds is that the name of the yeah. that one and then there was also the it, like atlantis uh disney movie and the lost planet disney movie that were were both like related to what i guess one of atlantis is more like uh adventuring than on the water mm-hmm. but uh lost planet was definitely you had uh pirate ships they they were flying in space but they were still pirate ships yeah you're talking about treasure planet yeah yeah (laughs) what about lost planet what is that one lost planet is danger danger will robinson oh okay yeah that's lost that's lost in space oops you're right uh lost planet is (laughs) that's a video uh, game oh no it is a video game that's right yeah capcom video game where where you uh pilot some mechs maybe sometimes yeah Guys, yeah. I think we need to turn our badges in. We are. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't so, know our planets or our lost. Yeah, I, I I like the movie. I I mean, like there are um there are familiar trappings of this movie, and it was not surprising to find out that the director also worked on Moana because there's a lot of like, minus there's not songs in it, but I was like, 
parts of this really do feel a little Moana-ish, and I can see like the guy who, like his the, his last project at Disney was Moana, and then mm. this is you know his first like solo thing out there. And it's not like he's copying the movie. It's not that, but it was like, I was like, mm. the giant crab does sing a, con- a song about being shiny, <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Interesting. But. He took that with him that now, if you try to watch it on Disney plus that song doesn't exist anymore. Um, I was going to say, cause you were talking about the red, the like big sea beast, the titular sea beast mm-hmm. being kind of like rudimentary. And I agree with that, especially compared so to like, like the, the compared to like the crab beast, which was like yeah. kind of like really detailed and had a lot of like cool things for the, the main sea beast to kind of be like this big, almost like um, there's that big red monster in Looney Tunes with the big yeah. teeth. It, it almost looks like that in the water. And then like you see like the horn or the, you know, the horn and stuff. It's just it kind of like, like a seal shape. It has sort of a big horn, but it's very basic. And, and it, I mean, like it looks, the, I like it, how it looks ultimately. Like it's a nice bright red and stuff, but it's just kind of, I don't it's know. It's all right. You're right. It is pretty basic. It doesn't have like any sectionality to it. It's just like a big, you know, skin the whole way through. Yeah. It's just got some flippers. And that first one we see, which like the green shrimpy one with tentacles that kind of yeah. wraps around. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that was some interesting stuff going on. I like I, that. I wonder if that was, I mean, obviously intentional in that, like, I think it doesn't look bad. Like that's the thing yeah, I'll say. It is looks that, like, nice as it being the thing that is primarily the the one CBC you see mostly in the movie. Um, they they if if like the decision was to animate the least amount of things possible on it because it's going to be on screen the most amount of time, it doesn't look bad. Like that's what I'm trying to say is like if they had to skimp on these details because they felt like it was going to add too much to the animation budget, I think they made the correct choice. Cause it never looks choppy or goofy. It just is like, it's a little simple. And like, that's my, that's my only critique of it. Sure. I think that is it. It's it's a little simple and it's, it's weird. Cause I think if you do compare it to the other ones, it might be my least favorite of the, of all of the giant kaiju beasts that they show. And because of its simplicity, it's, I mean, it's kind of a unique. I get it from like a, you want it to be appealing. You don't want it to have weird tentacles and pincers and crap that make it look scarier or whatever. Like the crab's not cute. It's got like a weird, you know, circular sucker mouth and it's creepy and spindly. And and so it makes sense for your main character monster to be kind of adorable. I'm surprised it didn't show more blue. Yeah. Cause I thought blue was a really cute design. Had like the little angler fish thing hanging down and the big googly eyes. And I was like, I wish he kind of popped up more. He was it seemed is- like a shoe in. It is so funny to me that every single animated movie has to have that. Like, like a, do- like a dog sidekick. Yeah, 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 I know. But I mean, it's a formula for a reason. And also, like, I, I'm a little surprised there wasn't any sort of mid-credit tease or anything. So many movies do that now. Not that they should. But I was surprised there wasn't one. And I'm more surprised they didn't have, like, cut to Blue has grown up a lot. You know, a few weeks later, like, he stays, a, you know, he's only a baby for a little bit. And then suddenly the implication being, like, this is her pet now that she can ride or something. Cause that seems like a natural sort of, you know, tease something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of skipped, you know, we're kind of skipping around, but like you talked about maybe the ending having like blue grow up a lot. I thought it was the, what really struck me at the end is she's giving her little soliloquy at the end of like, Oh, and then, you know, we made peace with the, with the monsters and blah, blah, blah. And she's taught and I, she's like, I don't even really think about it that much anymore. It's like, how long ago was this? You're still like this, like roughly the same age child. You're kind of, I thought like if they were going to be having her give this kind of like 
this is what happened like that she'd be like 20 or something and like kind of retelling mm. this like yeah so 12 years ago when we ended the war with the beast and now we don't even think about it that much i i understand that there's a sequel coming so oh. like it's you know they will probably want to bring back the same little girl actor and you know continue the story from when she's a kid so like having her be older when she's telling this you know not that long ago and they went away and we don't really think about that much anymore it's just like you're she's a kid and like this like giant sea monster was her like best friend and now like like a week later she's just like who was that mm-hmm. red huh i hung out with a what i didn't see that advertised on netflix <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of things happened in her life since then that's true that's true um i thought it, you know so i think it's it's a really good movie there was one I, for me, there was one laugh out loud part movie of the movie where Carl Urban is like, he's, he's now like made his piece. He's not going to hunt monsters anymore. And he takes the spear and he goes, I'll hunt mon- sea monsters no more. And he tries to break it over his knee and it just like, Kung! It's just like yeah. that, that did make me laugh. I thought that was, a, that was good, good. a good joke that paid off later too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like Carl Urban. I thought he did a good job voicing the character. It was still very much the, it's me, Carl Urban kind of like it was that kind of a voice uh, but you know it was it worked for the for the movie and mm-hmm. i also loved i mentioned uh jared harris as captain crow who i did predict would be you know immediately i was like okay you're the this is the moby dick kind of thing going on it sounds so, like sounds like that captain ate some crow by the end of the movie mm-hmm, that's true he was wrong and he had to admit um it. but little things like and not that like this is that scandalous but like even like they see the beast and they're like, hey, but our oh, another guy over there is getting attacked. We need to go help him. And he's like, guy, like, no, let's go get the beast. And they're like, Captain, it's our code. We have to help him. Captain, and he goes, what about the bro code? And he says something like, oh, like, I thought he would have, like, drowned in rum already. Or, like, he calls him, like, a rum drowner or something where it's like, oh, that stupid drunk. Like, all right, let's go save his ass. And I was wasn't like, that the, damn, wasn't okay. That the, like, I think that was the character's name, wasn't it? It's some, or I don't remember. It's something like whatever bones or some crap, but I, I'm pretty sure he calls him like a derogatory piratey name. Like, Oh, that wasteoid or something. And then they, they peel over. Um, come on, Captain, we got to help one of the fellas. And he was like, ah, yeah. all right, he got me. Um, but yeah, I like that. And I did think that the, I should look up the actress's name. I don't even think she has like a, like a profile on IMDb really. You're talking uh, about the Maisie. Zaris angel hater. Yeah. Hater. I thought she was good. Yeah. I thought she was cute and had the the accent to match everything. And um, there were some things where it felt like some people were very stylized and cartoony. There's like the guy with the beard and the super bulbousy nose on their ship. And other people looked realistic. Like they didn't look, they all looked like the same like kind of texture, but they did look like very different kind of designs. Like uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Sharp. Captain Sharp or whatever the Sarah the, Sharp the black the, pirate yeah, yeah yeah she was really cool and I liked her design and and but like it just was weird to me how some of them looked sort of like Tintin people and other people looked more I don't know like a different kind of style of movie or something yeah maybe I wonder I don't know I wonder if it's really tough to nail a style and if like especially since they they can't help but look a little samey to like those people in this movie kind of look like Puss in Boots kind of look like uh, Pixar yeah. kind of look like Disney kind of look like you know there's a there's sort of a almost a middle ground that these characters occupy now they you know, have a certain waxiness to the skin and you know I don't know 
Is there's probably like a limited pool of like animators out there working in and modelers and stuff like that where, where sure. this per, the director came from Disney so of course it's going to look a little same. Well, and ultimately you just have to have a vision of like if you want all your people to be like super like skinny stylized with like sharp edges like you would you would direct that to a team and they would make that but like it seems like most of the time it's realistic textures on people and sometimes very exaggerated features and still big eyes and and stuff and it, it just feels like uh generic in some ways like especially like the crowd at the end like any of the characters are like listen to the child like they all look like they could just be random characters from any sort of pixar or yeah. whatever movie so max uh what did you think of your old pal uh david from legion as the the uh, opposing admiral I had no idea. Yeah, the guy who who part who captained the like giant like luxury cruise line, <laughs> yeah. ship. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize that at all. I did catch uh, Mr. Butler from uh, Downton Abbey as the king. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't realize David from Legion was there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll have to rewatch. Rewatch worth rewatching a, just a to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's barely in he's, it. He has like maybe four lines in the movie. And it's all like. And then he's replaced. I'm your stations. <laughs> uh, I did think there was some inconsistency after they made peace with the uh, with Red, when then they like turn on Red and certain things where it's like, okay, this is obvious now, but not obvious to everyone. And then like, um, they're kind of directing Red. Red's doing everything they say, but then also like gets enraged. I, I don't know. There were a couple times where I was like, why are they acting like this? Why did why did he shoot Red in the head, essentially, with that shot? The, the, that scene was weird just because it was like, you know, uh, uh, Maisie had like passed out. She's like, is Red okay? And then like, it felt like he was trying to get its attention to like mm-hmm. show it that Maisie was hurt to kind of like show this. these are the consequences of your actions. But then he's like, stay away from her. It's like, yeah, I was don't like, come near her. Yeah, like, I thought he- that was that was weird. I was like, I don't know that that really matched the tone of no. what was going on. Because Red had already proved himself. Red t- like right. had taken them all the way across the ocean to this island to save their lives. Right. right? And <laughs> you trusted you trusted this thing enough to like give up your like whole life's revenge, which was to kill sea monsters. And yeah. he's just like, and then like twenty seconds later, he's like, whoa, 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 buddy, hey, don't don't get yeah. close there. All right. You're a monster. I know it. it. Yeah, that one was really strange. Other than that, it seemed like a, a good progression. Although I do think it's interesting that. Um, like every single one of these animated movies that we're watching, are like those those things that you think are scary aren't scary. They're your friends. Yeah, that's so like every single movie now for kids. That's what I mean. Like I was watching, and I was like, I it doesn't exactly remind me of How to Train Your Dragon, but this is there is like a very much like if we if we end up making friends with this thing then we get to see like their mystical world and like they get to go underwater with it because like yeah for some reason its nose has like a force field in front of it that allows humans <laughs> to just kind of hang out in there mm-hmm. um which like i thought the visuals like that, of it though. the visuals of it were fucking beautiful it was so cool to look at like i'm not whatever like it's a movie about myth- mythical sea beasts i'm not gonna like complain about like what was going on how come the water didn't go into its nose like i thought it was a cute little plot armor thing to just be like oh they can you know like they can survive in there for whatever reason yeah i mean some animals do have that second covering over their eyes and stuff like that yeah so they can see through it it's transparent and also so i could see how it would be yeah i'm just i i think it would have been kind of a 
cheap thing to do and i'm glad they didn't do it which was like make the giant sea beast cute you know like for it to like sneeze and then kind of like shake off the water and like act you know like have like the big sea beast act like a dog too which is sometimes what they do with movies like this, where it's like the mythical creature you're afraid of. It's actually pretty cute. When you it's like they made that the blue monster and they kept this yeah. one much more general. It wasn't like they were teaching this one. It was just that they were like had an understanding and were kind of helping right. it. I did like also like the montage of her taking all like the hooks, the spears out of it and stuff. Um, and also that like if what's his face helped, it could probably be over in like a day, but she spent like all day doing and it. And multiple days, in uh, fact, because there's like... There were like points where like she was doing it and then they'd go fish and then she'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, back yeah. to my spear removal. It's just like you, the two of you couldn't just like do this together in like an hour. It kind of seemed weird to me also, like how quickly Red was just like, you know, I'm a wild creature. I do my own thing. I got to eat. I got to do all this stuff. But sure, I'll take you for several days over to the, the spot right. because you like asked. Tied, yeah. Tied yourself to like a, a boat on me or yeah. It was right. just like. All right. Well, what are you guys doing for for Red? They didn't really do anything for Red the entire time, except like in the very end. Hey, don't save kill his this. life. I guess yeah. save her life. Yeah. Maybe that. She it read the also, she read the script. She knew what they were doing for her. In she the knew end. what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. She also reminded me of Clifford the Big Red Dog pretty often. Yeah. I wonder if if that was an inspiration. I think it just being that shade that shade of red. It's hard to like not associate with Clifford the Big Red Dog because it's a very specific shade of red and mm-hmm. it's not like it's it is there's not a lot of creatures large creatures of that color so I can see where that would you'd also draw that same comparison it was kind of cool though that it like they had a couple big kaiju battles they had the mm-hmm. like swashbuckling pirates going after the the sea beast they were able to get all that kind of action how did they get how did they get the captain when the green the green like kraken creature uh took the uh, yeah captain i was down. that too he was so far below the surface of the water and then just like cut to he's like waking up on the and just like i was honestly wondering if it was going to be a thing of like wow they killed him off really quick and now this guy has to be the captain I and he's so not sure what to do with himself they mm. didn't feel like there was a huge payoff with the witchy woman that he had to go visit. And she was like, I'm going to give you this crazy cannon with a poison arrowhead. Yeah. But, and, but, you, and you, but you'll like never have a good day after this or something. And it's like, feels like her spell didn't work because now they aren't, <laughs> unless the implication is like, he wanted to hunt monsters forever and can't now, but he will make peace with that or something. I, I don't know. There's... We'll see in the second movie, maybe yeah. that uh, his life has gotten really shitty now that he's not a, the like legendary sea captain that everyone. Yeah. Maybe. Was. Yeah. It was like, it was weird. Cause it was like, it almost felt like, yeah, he also let go of whatever thing he was holding onto when he dropped his sword. And it's just like, kind of feels like he's having a good day right now. Cause he gets to let go of all that, like hatred and, you know, whatever yeah. he's had of the sea monsters forever. That's all but, he had, though. All he had was mm, his hatred. That's a good point. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it could have been more explicit in terms of, like, what he was giving up, or at least, like, kind of touched upon a little bit towards the end, where it's just, like, what exactly was he giving up? Like, I think maybe if they didn't even have him dropping the sword, and it's just, like, he has to hold on to this, like, grudge forever, and that's his, like, penance. Is like, he's going to be miserable and ho- holding on to this, like, I could have killed that red beast, but now I'm not allowed to sort of thing. But instead he's like, no, cool. And it is a pretty abrupt. I mean, they kind of do the little voiceover, like we mentioned, but it's a pretty abrupt ending. They leave it very open-ended as far as like, they don't say 
they say, oh, we don't go out sailing into that area of the water anymore and the sea beast is good and we see it's horn swimming, but it's not implied that like they're still chilling with it or anything. So who knows? Yeah. Knows it was kind of interesting how anticlimactic the like final battle, non-battle was that they just kind of, they, they ride in there, big giant beast, like the, all the cannons are rolled out to shoot at them. Uh, everyone's pointing their swords. And it's it's just a sword fight, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's done after that. There is no like big giant battle. I guess I mean I don't mind uh, that. I mean the CB's kind of is like he's lolling around from the poison and like breaking stuff, but like it's all just once the girl steps us in and, and stops the captain from trying to stab it, it's just like a talk off. It's just like yeah. don't you understand? You've been lied to, and blah blah blah. And it, I don't know. I I feel like in a world where it's always a big you know mushy battle with weird effects and stuff it i maybe that's not such a bad thing to to set that yeah, up i thought it was, a, it was an interesting decision i don't think it took away from the movie i i was just more like a lot of times they'll have that scene and try and have their cake and eat it too like yeah. they'll, they'll like they'll try and be saying yeah we don't want to fight but we do for because we're selling a movie we do want to have the fight before everybody realizes that they shouldn't be fighting. And I, this one wasn't really a whole lot of that. There's just a sword fight. Yeah, I did think it was really drama. weird that the the captain of the knights or whatever that was like, oh, my brother was on the whatever, that boat. Imperator. And, yeah, whatever. and she's like, and there will be an investigation, just like there needs to be an investigation to Hillary's emails. I was just like, oh, come <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? And she was like, and then she started mumbling about Benghazi. I was just like, does this exist in the CBS universe? Like, <laughs> I mean, I agree yeah, with her. I, I, I agree with her, but like, let's, you know, because <laughs> what happens when you let, let Netflix make their own movies. <laughs> Produced uh, by I'll... Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Tara Dune is back at it again. <laughs> oh, any, uh, any final thoughts on the sea beast before we head out? No, I think, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, I, I do recommend it. I think it's good. I think it was a worthy nomination for best animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, check it out. Cause yeah. it's, it's, uh, I think it's just under two hours and mm-hmm. I was, I think uh, it's like an hour. 50, it's an hour 59. I think it's like just barely yeah. under two hours. Mm, perfect. Max, what about you? Also like in some of that's credits. Yeah. So, that's don't worry, it, folks. It is a full 10 minutes of credits. So it is like an hour 49. Yeah. yeah. Max, what about yeah. you? Yeah. Check it out. Everyone's got Netflix. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you <laughs> still? Yeah. Unless you haven't been kicked off of somebody else's account by now. Oh man, yeah. When that goes into effect, this will be an artifact. Not, People will listen it. back to this week, like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Netflix let you share. Um, yeah, watch it before they get rid of that, and then and then uh, promptly tell your friend to cancel their subscription yep. that you're you're not actually yep. uh, contributing to. Um. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about it is, as a kids' movie, and it, the fact that it features a lot of monsters, it's really not. The visuals are not scary. Like the crab is like the closest thing to like a scary visual, and even then, it's like the the teeth are pretty rounded. Like it's not like a really scary look. So like if you're yeah. a parent looking for like a animated movie to watch with kids, I think this is a pretty safe bet too. I feel like it's pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.